Hey there, beautiful people. Tracy here, and welcome back to the Contrast Project Lounge, the companion podcast to the wildly popular YouTube channel, The Contrast Project. We've gotten all of our episodes of Season 2 on our YouTube channel off the ground, and I can't wait to share with you all of our upcoming shows, which you may know airs every Thursday. A new episode every single week from now until the end of 2021. You'll get regular updates as well as real-time shenanigans right here on the lounge. Let's do this. It appears as though Texas and Florida are in a race to be listed as the most ridiculous states in the union when it comes to laws on the books. Recently, the uh, second session of legislation in Texas passed 666 new laws, two of which have become very controversial and uh, since since we were talking about uh, the critical race theory in the last two episodes, I thought that we should really break from that for just a second and talk about what's going on in Texas. Two of the most controversial bills that have passed are the permitless carry. House Bill 1927 allows Texans ages 21 and older to carry handguns without training or a license as long as they are not legally prevented from doing so. Now, there have already been uh, several uh, law enforcement officers that have said that this is not a good idea, that this is going to make their job harder. I can't imagine for the life of me what makes sense to allow people to carry a gun around with them, regardless of what kind it is, whether it's a sidearm or one of your semi-automatics with a bump stock, I don't care what it is. If you don't have a permit, that just makes it crazy. It's like Wild West thinking. The other one is the abortion restrictions. SB 8 prohibits abortions as early as six weeks into pregnancy. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, a lot of women don't even know that they're pregnant at six weeks. So, uh, this, is, this is crazy. And it's already being contested. In lieu of government enforcement, private individuals can sue abortion providers or people who assist abortion after an ultrasound can detect what lawmakers now, what lawmakers defined as a fetal heartbeat. Embryos at these, uh, this developmental stage don't possess a heartbeat. Medical and legal experts have already said that the sound Republican lawmakers are referring to is the motion of electrical pulses stimulating muscle cells in a tube that will eventually become part of the heart. Abortion providers are already suing to block this. This is some crazy stuff. This is handmade tale going on over here. But but we can also say uh, that there are a lot of really decent uh provisions in the laws that are being passed in Texas. Medical marijuana expansion, reducing barriers to SNAP, funding the 1836 project. You can Google that. 
it establishes an 1836 project committee to produce patriotic Texas history materials. Now, now this is another one that's got a sticking point. Social studies curriculum changes. HB 3979 limits teachers from discussing current events and systemic racism. And that plays right into what we've been talking about with critical race theory. The bill also prevents students from receiving class credit for participating in civic engagement and bans teaching of the 1619 project. Here's another one that it, it, it really steps over the line. The Star-Spangled Banner Protection Act. Professional sports teams with state funding are required to play the national anthem before games. Uh, this, this smells of Mein Kampf. <laughs> Forcing people to stand and listen to the Star Spangled Banner. Now, I get it. Patriotism is a good thing. Uh, if if uh, you support, you know, our history in any way, shape, or form. You support our military. You know, you're one of those people that either either wants to take a knee or not take a knee. But forcing, requiring teams to play the national anthem, that seems like an overreach. Uh, new state employment uh, retirement accounts. Shielding companies from car crash liability. Yeah, active shooter alert system, HB 103, seems like a good idea. Police body cameras, HB 929, requires uh, police officers to keep body cameras on during the entirety of active investigations. Banning unnecessary police chokeholds, good idea. Now, there, there are so many more. Like I said, I, I couldn't sit here and read off all 666. And let's, by the way, look at this. Some of these things are archaic, and 666 seems to fall right in line with that. Now, if you think about the GOP-led uh, legislation in Texas, Abbott, Governor Abbott, who was a staunch uh, anti-mask mandate kind of guy, um, he tested positive for COVID and was treated for it. Uh, let's think about this for just a minute, step over to the COVID side of it, and think about this. All 50 governors have been vaccinated. All 50. The current president, vice president, and all living past presidents have been vaccinated. Many have said that mandates are necessary to get this thing under control. And so we, we move now to Florida and we look at what Governor DeSantis is doing. He's actually fining people that are uh, that, private businesses and such that are asking for people to show proof of vaccination. He's also penalizing school districts that are 
uh, bucking his executive order to not have mandates for masks in the schools. He is going to withhold funding to these school districts. This is this is nothing more than bullying. These guys, Abbott, DeSantis, and others, they're playing right along with the MAGA guidebook. President Trump was always a bully, cutting off funding, calling people names, ugly tweets about people, their appearance even, which is so petty. And and then to cut off funding, it just seems to me like it, it is so unconstitutional if a school district is bucking what he has written. See, he he is writing executive orders and not really going through the legal process. He he doesn't really have power to do that. And it is being contested. He wants to withhold money. It, it's a bully pulpit, plain and simple. And so it looks like Texas and Florida, Abbott and DeSantis, they're just playing straight out of the MAGA handbook. And and they're 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 acting like bullies and they're beating people up. Now, let's go back to Texas with the abortion law. The abortion uh law, SB eight, prohibiting abortions as early as six weeks, and and you can look it all up. Um uh, they're they're actually in Texas, if you think about it, and and I've seen this on the internet all over the place, and I've seen memes, and I know those don't mean anything, and they don't hold any weight. But if you think about it in a common sense way, the government, the state of Texas, is saying that you can't mandate that a young lady has to wear a mask in school. But you can mandate that she has to carry to term and deliver a baby that she conceived during a rape. And that, that uh, if she contests that or aborts that fetus, her punishment is probably likely going to be more than the person that raped her. Because rape victims are often looked at differently than the raper. The rapist is often given very len lenient sentences, very often. A couple of years, not even monetary uh, penalization. And that just blows my mind. So if you think about that, if you think about that, it's not necessarily, it, it well, necessarily, it's not at all protecting the sanctity of human life. What it is, is demonizing women and, and forcing power over women. Control their bodies. Think about it this way. Let's say, let's say a woman... You can say this all day long. 
let's say a, a woman decides that she is not mentally capable of taking care of a child. She couldn't be present. She, you know, doesn't have that, you know, quote, motherly instinct. And she terminates a pregnancy. Does that make her bad? No. No, not really. If you think about it, if she has cognitively and in her own presence of mind realized and recognized that she could not be a good mother, then she has actually saved a lifelong existence for a child if she were to bring it into the world. It, that child would probably grow up in a household of negligence, possibly abuse, mental, emotional abuse, and sometimes physical abuse. And maybe this child would grow up in a in a in, in a household of poverty. Uh, how do we judge that? It, well, here's the deal. Uh, it's not for the government to decide how we judge that, and it's not for us as human beings to judge that. It's a woman's prerogative to carry a pregnancy to full term and give birth to that child. And if she feels like it's not going to be a more than pristine life, or it's not going to be a productive life, or it's going to be an abusive life. If she already knows what her limitations are, and she's decided to end that before it even starts, then then that's a good thing. That actually is a good thing. So, yes, I am pro-life, and pro-life doesn't mean pro-abortion. Nobody, nobody is pro-abortion. Nobody not even the women that have them. Pro-life is a decision that can make a difference in this world because of some of the poor decisions that some people have made. Is that understandable? Is that understandable? I mean, if, if a woman decides that, that she can't be a good mother, then it's probably a good idea that she doesn't. And and there will be people that were all they'll argue that, well, maybe she should just carry the baby to term and then give it up for adoption. I get that too. I get that too. But there again, adoption is an iffy thing too. There's always two sides to the story. Always two sides. And I'll tell you what. I can't for the life of me understand uh, how, well, I mean, you know, it's totally up to the woman. If she if she is raped and becomes pregnant and she decides to keep the pregnancy, keep the baby and, and go on with her life, that's perfectly fine and that's what they call pro-choice. But when I think about a rapist wanting to maintain parental rights for a child that was conceived out of his crime, that's 
that's not concern over the child. Not at all. Uh, that's his attempt to continue to terrorize that woman for the rest of her life. That That's all it is. That's all it is. Uh, no man that rapes a woman should ever have the uh, legal rights to parental gain, parental, you know, uh, you know, co- uh, rights with the mother uh, that's uh, that's preposterous for anyone to ever conceive and if there's a law put on the books that allows rapists to do that then it has absolutely not, nothing to do with the sanctity of life like I said before it, it, it's all it is is an attempt by the rapist to continue to terrorize his victim for the rest of her life and that's my that's my viewpoint on it. I appreciate your uh, uh, comments. Uh, drop them below. Uh, give me any links if you have uh, information to share. I'd appreciate that. I'd love to hear from you. In the next episode, we'll be talking about our updates on the pandemic and some other things. Uh, stick around. Do you have a product or service you think our audience would love then why not consider podcast advertising right here on The Lounge or on our sister YouTube channel? The advent of digital and online media has forced a rethink in traditional advertising. With half the world's population now online, brands now have to target the growing online market. The popularity of podcasts and visual content, such as YouTube, has increased as more users look for instant gratification in their content. From audio podcasts to online videos to TV commercials, one thing that hasn't changed is the need for a compelling pitch to your target audience. Whether you want to launch a new product or service, promote your brand or your band, announce a promotion or a sale, a commercial is always the most effective strategy. Whether you use online video or an audio podcast, your advertisement can greatly impact critical metrics for your marketing campaigns. You can find a link in the show notes where you can earn more and work with us on our website and far beyond. Plus, you'll be supporting this show. Well, that's all for today's episode of the Contrast Project Lounge. Thanks for listening. Join us again next week when we talk about some of the best of the best in arts and culture, news, and just about anything else that matters most to you. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a single episode. Remember, The Lounge airs every Tuesday evening and our YouTube channel airs on Thursdays. For more information or resources about this or any of our episodes, please visit thecontrastproject.tv or any of our social channels. If you love our show, be sure to like, share, and comment. And don't forget to smash the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. We personally read each and every comment or review. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsors, our friends, fans, and followers for supporting this in every episode. Just remember, kids, in these uncertain, stressful times, make sure you take care of yourself and each other. Until next time, peace. Well, that's all for today's episode of the Contrast Project Lounge. Thanks for listening. Join us again next week when we talk about some of the best of the best in arts and culture, 
news, and just about anything else that matters most to you. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a single episode. Remember, The Lounge airs every Tuesday evening, and our YouTube channel airs on Thursdays. For more information or resources about this or any of our episodes, please visit thecontrastproject.tv or any of our social channels. If you love our show, be sure to like, share, and comment. And don't forget to smash the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. We personally read each and every comment or review. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsors, our friends, fans, and followers for supporting this in every episode. Just remember, kids, in these uncertain, stressful times, make sure you take care of yourself and each other. Until next time, peace.